mayhem and ugliness in the world, which we'll talk about more. There is time for this important information. Hey, yo, what's up, y'all? I have some very serious, serious news. Um, I've been praying on this, and I, I decided... I know it was risky because I knew it, it could come off as corny to some people. Like, yo... I decided to change my name again. I'm just, I'm just not who I am before. I'm something different. So my new name is Love, AKA Brother Love. I will not be answering the Puffy, Diddy, Puff Daddy, or any of my other monikers, but Love or Brother Love, okay? It's my birthday, I feel good. God is the greatest. I give all glory, and I thank my mama and daddy. He's Happy an, birthday, first of all. He's an incredibly wealthy media mogul who sounds like that. And I, I mean the whole conversation about the name, like that that's a serious conversation to have. Right. Is Ch- he mentally ill? Change his name from Diddy to Love or Brother Love. Or is he far funnier than people give him credit for? Is he just jerking everybody? Is that what he's doing? <laughs> I think it's the latter, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. You don't. You don't create and run that kind of an empire, right? Being a doofus, right? And he sounded like a doofus there. He's almost certainly a felon as well. But those days are behind him. Oh, My new name is Love, brother AKA Love, aka Brother Love. Sorry, I referred to your felonious past, Brother Love. He will not ref- uh, uh, answer to Diddy, P Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puff, etc. So there you go. How about Diddy? Keep you up to date. No, only Love or Brother. Oh, love. Brother Love. So I'm not going to tell this whole... My name's Joe, but I go by Rocket. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I'm not going to tell this whole dang story again um, for a variety of reasons. If you've heard it, you'd be bored with it. Uh, I don't like telling it because it's horrifying. Um, A guy... uh, Verbal altercation with a dude in my family. Uh, He's being charged with multiple felonies, and it's it's, it's an awful situation. But anyway, from the beginning. So uh, trying to figure out whether or not uh, uh, somebody who committed a crime against us was arrested or not or still in jail or how long he was in jail or where he is now has been really disappointingly difficult to find out i guess it's the way it works i didn't know that i'm i'm fortunate to be one of those people that have had almost no interaction with uh, the criminal justice system in my life but i didn't know that if somebody commits a crime against you it's so hard to figure out if they're in jail or or find out when they got out mm. And I'm not exactly sure what's at work here. Um, you said you got a bunch of emails. Maybe that'll uh, help us to it. But so if you're ever in this situation, somebody commits a crime against you or a loved one, and you're trying to figure out if you're in jail, you go to VineLink. VineLink is the website. Now, here's what's interesting about this. I got several texts when I was talking about this on Friday, people saying, here's some websites. And I thought, I know there's a bunch of websites out there. I actually went down a rabbit hole of one, and then eventually they asked you for money, and then I did some searching around, and they said it's a ripoff. And I just so I got in my mind these websites are they're, they're, they're ripoffs or or not accurate, which mm-hmm. would make sense to me. How how could some independent website that any doofus can go on to? That's the second use of doofus. I need another word. Yeah, that any uh, any idiot like me can go on uh, be the way you track criminals. That just doesn't make sense to me. So I didn't even look into it. I did get a hold of my victim's advocate on Friday and say... Is that a government position? Um, like with so the police department? It's at the department DA's or? office. This okay. one, I think okay. I, still, I still don't have the answers to all these questions. I still don't know. I wish I did. I okay. think there's one with the police department you're supposed to have and I never got. I think. I don't know that. 
And then there's one at the DA's office that I did eventually get. And that's the one I was talking to. But anyway, I said, my wife especially, we really want to know if this guy is still in jail or where he's in jail or if he's out walking the streets and we might run into him today. I'd really like to know that. And and the person said, well, I've got a, I've got a number of feelers out to di- different people in the police department, the DA's office, the blah, blah, blah. I'm still trying to figure this out. I've been asking this question for weeks, mm-hmm. months now. Um, trying to figure this out, and I've got some feelers out. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And I'm really, fr- and I told my wife she's really frustrated with this. She's really worried we're going to run into this guy in the street, which would send my kids just into, well, send me. I don't know what I'd do if I saw him. So then I think, you know, I got to contact a bail bondsman dude I know. Um, he said I should get a hold of him. I'm going to give him a call and see if he's got any any uh, hints as to how I can figure this out. I call him up. He's out of town, but a dude on the phone's a big fan of the show. He said, uh, do you know the guy's name? I said, yeah. And I am not exaggerating. Within 30 seconds, he told me exactly where the guy is. Within 30 seconds. That is amazing. I said, I've been trying to figure this out for weeks. I was just on the phone with somebody today who said, I've got feelers out to all these different organizations and that I'll get back to you. How did you figure it out in less than 30 seconds? He said, well, you could do it, too. It's VineLink. You just go to VineLink. Wow. I said, why is... I have an email from an assistant DA who suggested the very same thing. So is it is it a, a privacy government thing? Is it just an in, in, ineffectiveness of government thing? What's is going on? Is it possible there? the victim's advocate is unaware of that? And instead it well, just yeah, put yeah. out feelers to various geographical locations? Good question. I said to the bail bondsman person, I said... Why didn't they just tell me at the police department instead of saying, that's not our deal anymore, you need to go through the DA, and then the DA saying you'd have to ask the police department, and everybody saying you need, we'll get back to you. I said, why didn't somebody just tell me to go to VineLink? He said, that's a very good question. Is that a, we don't want a private organization uh, being more successful than us? I don't actually know the answer to any of this. I can't imagine. I'd be guessing. Seems crazy. They have to protect his information, but a private firm doesn't or... they're not authorized to release something or other because that would be a uh, violation of something or and other. if that's the case we got to change that because i want to know if somebody who is being charged with multiple felonies which is not a minor deal you get multiple felonies you could go to jail for a very long time sure um i can't find out if, the, um, if this guy's on the street Guy's a violent felon already. Right. I I can't find out if he's on the street and whether or not I should be concerned about it from any officials. But there's a website I can go to find out right away. And you, and 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 you won't tell me about that website, by the way. Is that the way it works? Apparently, that's the way it works. That would seem to be the direction this is heading. I'm trying Weird. to come up with a different possibility. It seems. Almost impossible. I think that's it. I I will tell you this as a devil's advocate, and as usual, I mean, literally, I am advocating for Satan. Vinelink.com, whatever that is, has no constitutional restraints on what they do. Um, The government does. Well, and we, I'm just trying to think in what that, sense that would be that's abusive. Fine. I just or... want the reason. I'm not. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. Right. But if this is the way it works, we've got to change it. Well, well, but everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to be aware of it. Right. At the very least, shouldn't they say we can't tell you? But if you go to VineLink, you'll find out in 30 seconds whether or not somebody threatened to kill and rape your children is still on the streets. No, I'm sure some ACLU lawyer is sued over some municipality doing that. How crazy is that? Uh, I don't know. This It seems crazy to me. 
Or the example you used last week of, of, of people you've heard about who have been raped, and they, the first word that they get that the rapist is out is they see him on the street. Right. So uh, a Vine That's link. just a huge failing of an over-taxed uh, system. But you can go to VineLink and find out right away. Yeah. I'm trying to think constitutionally. I mean, if you've been accused but not convicted, should a government official be disclosing your whereabouts to people? I can see how that would be a problem. Yeah. If I got arrested for something today I didn't do, I don't want the police department telling people anything about me. It's none of their business. Right. Right. So it's complicated, but why couldn't they say, go to VineLink and you'll find out right away? That's the same as informing you, according to the ACLU lawyers. I'm just guessing. Well, we got to come up with a a better system or there need to be PSAs running 24 hours a day on radio stations. You should know if you're a victim of a crime, how to keep track of the guy that committed the crime against you. I hear all the time how I'm supposed to buy flood insurance. Are you more likely to be flooded or be the victim of a crime? I mean, yeah, it's it's odd that nobody knows this stuff. I don't know. I'm assuming at at all steps that the people I'm dealing with are good-intentioned people. I'm just frustrated with the system that doesn't allow you to keep track of somebody who commits a crime against you. Now, I would say this is an interesting personality trait, and it it took me a whole bunch of conversations before it clicked in my head. The number of people, I was on uh, the phone with somebody from the DA's office the other night who called me at home. Appreciate you calling me at home. I'm not sure if they call everybody at home or just radio personalities who could be causing them political Top problems. rated radio personalities. Who could be causing them political problems. I don't actually know the answer to that question. But the number of lectures I've gotten from people, and I use the word lecture, a pejorative term, on purpose, because it sounds like a lecture. Mm-hmm. The lectures I've gotten about, you know, not all homeless people are criminals, and not oh, all criminals are... And, I, and, I think, and it didn't occur to me, why are you telling me this? What has this got to do with anything? I don't care if the guy owned the local Chevy dealership and is worth a million dollars. I'm trying to figure out where he is. Is he being charged? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Why am I getting this lecture about homelessness in America? And you're getting this utopian lecture on, you know, they're victims, too. It's It's like the San Francisco attitude. The only reason people commit crimes is that they've been deprived by the system, which is, God, so... Get off your unicorn, shake the fairies off of your shoulders, and wake up. Well, even if you agree with them, um, if you want to meet for coffee sometime and discuss this, that's an interesting topic. But for now, I'm kind of just interested in the guy who committed the crime against my family. Right. What? What? Where is he now, and what is being done with him? I just thought it was interesting the number of times I got the, the homeless speech. What makes you do that? To me, that means clearly your number one concern is the attitude people have toward the homeless. Your number two concern, if it ranks that high, is what happened to me and my family. That's yeah. the only message I can take from that. Clearly, yeah. That's how infused people are with their political ideology. It blinds them to everything, including their job duties. The first policeman I talked to said, what's a shame is that we don't have facilities for someone who has a drinking problem like this. That's not... Something, again, you want to meet for coffee sometime and discuss that overarching situation? Okay. But for now, is the guy arrested? What can I do? Is he going to be in jail? His his number one concern was some societal problem. Moments, hour, well, within a few hours of a felony being committed. Within a few hours, my kids are still crying. Right. This guy's giving you a utopian lecture on the way society ought to work. Again, you might be right. But you are clearly letting your ideology get in the way of you doing your job. And I would just say it's bad bedside manner for people that are victims of a crime. 
They're not interested in hearing about that right then. Even what if does they that agree have to do with him signaling his virtue? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Your situation has nothing to do with his ego. But, Why don't you stop interfering with him expressing himself? Now, the next policeman I, I dealt with was absolutely fantastic all the way through. But uh, the first guy that I talked to, yeah, it just it's, it's interesting. I don't know what makes you that way. I can't imagine thinking that. If I ran into any dad out there who just had a crime commission, and my first thoughts are not toward him and the individual. It's just weird. And I, and I said it's just it's exactly like the uh, the, the terrorism thing, mm-hmm. where people uh, immediately people are concerned about a, a Muslim backlash when word gets out that this happened versus this particular crime. Well, you go uh, 15 miles away to Town X, they treat it very very differently. I'm telling you, you live in a utopian uh, people's republic, and it it affects things. I heard from a a prosecutor that this prop situation we got uh, in the state of California is uh, the driving force behind a lot of the problems. Yeah, and we've heard from uh, law enforcement and DAs in a couple of different states talking about what we're talking about. It's really interesting stuff. Uh, Do you want to ride your unicorn and consort with fairies or do you want to know the truth, huh? So you're going to let us know some of those emails? I'm going to lay the truth on you. Cool. Stay tuned uh, to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Trump's motorcade is going down the road, and somebody is taking pictures of it. A uh, 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 chick on a bicycle uh, out exercising flips off the Trump motorcade, oh, right? Yeah, I saw that picture many times last week. Because she hates the president so She's much. She's become a hero. She She's part pre- of the resistance. God, we're living in weird times when you would do this and not think, oh, wow, the president's motorcade. Look at that. Look how many cars there are. Look at those cool cars, whatever. You'd think, flip them off because they're the enemy. That's just weird. Um but anyway, so she flips him off. Of course, the social media did what it does, figured out who she was, traced her down, emails to her. Uh, well, she's been fired from her job. Oh, boy. So you lose your job over for, that, which, for which what, I don't flipping like. Flipping off the motorcade? They just made, so it would well, seem. I'll get into more of the details on that, but the, the whole thing is bad all the way around. Don't wow. flip off the president's motorcade. Don't track these people down and harass their employers. All this stuff is bad. Oh, right. Now I get it. Of course. Of course. All right, we'll get to that in a couple minutes. Uh, Officer oh, Al... I, I, I did that because I wanted to tease this. There's a new uh, Pew uh, information out about how divided we are compared to fairly recent times. Mm. It's the first info I've seen that like really made sense to me. Okay. Um, and we got to do something to fix this. Something's got to be done. All right. Data we can work with. Pew Research Poll coming up. Officer Alan Anonymous here, a proud fag fawn, friend of Armstrong and Getty for a while now. <laughs> I like that. I am a police. Listen, and this. Uh, let me give you the uh, the punchline first. Part of being a small government guy is if you don't let government grow and grow and grow, because once a program starts, it never goes away. It just grows, and the bureaucracy protects itself. And programs, whether they do any good or they don't, exist forever. 
and squander taxpayer money. And then when it comes time to fix the streets, for instance, they turn out their empty pockets at the Capitol House, wherever you are, and say, we don't have any money. We need more taxes. It's just, oh, my God, it's so predictable. It's like four following one, two, three. Anyway, this is on that topic. I'm a police officer for a large police department and a popular vacation destination. The vast majority of the people that I arrest are back on the street before I even finish writing the arrest report. Most are booked, fingerprints, mugshots, etc., given a court appearance date and released. This includes most felonies. Even those with a Felonies! That's right. Even those with a high bail only have to pay 10% of that, uh, of that amount to a bail bondsman for their release. I wish it wasn't this way, but there is no room to keep all of these people in jail until their trial, which might not occur for 10 months or more due to court system backlogs. All I want you people to understand is the reality of the criminal justice system. There are way more criminals and scumbags than we have the courts and the prosecutors and the cops and the jail cells to deal with. If I may interject. Please. Build schools, not prisons. Oh, boy. That's like saying, take medicine, not food. What? It's an incredibly stupid, false choice. Do them both. We need them both. Moving along. Al or Aileen Anonymous. I'm a Fagafi deputy DA in large western city. I'll just leave it out. I don't I don't think there would be any backlash, but I just I want to protect their identity. Uh friend of Armstrong Yeti over 15 years. Thank you very much for listening. We are absolutely drowning. I love the meaningful work I do and I care a lot about the community and people impacted by my cases. But it is crushing and I sometimes wonder how sustainable this type of work-life balance will be long term. I could work a 24-hour day and still not have enough time to give my cases the attention I feel like they deserve. Sometimes I look at the files in my office and want to cry or run away. I'll look at it all and wonder how I'm going to get three days of work done in one day. All of it urgent. All of it criminal. All of it critical. And to to the individual involved, that's why uh, I'm trying to keep reminding myself, although... I only care about myself in this situation um, and my kids. And it, but uh, for every individual involved, it's the big, it might be the biggest deal going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And you've got a stack of them as high as the ceiling. It might loom as the most terrible thing that's ever happened to them for the rest of their lives. Sure. Right. Um, t- uh, this uh, person talks about, uh, you know, no lunch breaks, etc. There, there's a moment... Um, Often I'll literally be crossing my legs because there isn't time to run to the bathroom. Anytime I try, my phone will ring or I will get an urgent email. If I try to go to the restroom while I'm in court all day, the defense attorneys will call my cases and the judge will go on without me because their calendars are so huge and they're under pressure to just keep things moving along. Wow. Then this uh, deputy DA goes on about how, look, I'm not complaining. I love my job. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. It's not like corrupt California with huge pensions. I'll do okay. Blah, blah, blah. Feel um, free to complain. That's oh, a, yeah. yeah. That's not. See, a you're not complaining for you. You're complaining for we the people. Right. In my mind, since you're doing our work, um, Jack's experience as a victim. Keep in touch. Keeping in touch with the assigned prosecutor and actively participating in the case helps us get the most out of the case. And I love this. This really brings it home. I can tell the judge all day long about what I'd like the sentence to be, but hearing from the victims makes a much bigger impression. They are definitely more willing to impose harsher penalties when they are 
when there are invested victims present. Prosecutors are also willing to invest more of our limited resources when the victim keeps in touch because we know we aren't wasting the effort. Often you'll put hours into a case, and you have to keep in mind the aforementioned insane schedule and backlog. So these people put hours into the case, and the victims don't show up in court, so the case gets dismissed. You know, one of the uh, one of the people from the DA's office mentioned that in the uh, forum that I was in. He said, you wouldn't believe how many times we do the legwork and then the, the victims don't show. Right. Which would right. be discouraging. Oh, yeah, especially when you're trying desperately to decide which cases mm-hmm. can get your limited time. Um, so you made the point. I'll skip to this next part. Um, then... Uh, Al or Aileen mentions VineLink.com. I use it all the time to see the custody status of an offender. Um, in Utah, which this person may or may not work in, you can set up a notification that will update you on any changes. She's not sure about uh, Corruptifornia or he. I don't know. I like restraining protective orders and stalking injunctions because the violations are easy to prosecute Mm. if the victim helps and gives me additional leverage and ammunition for sentencing and plea negotiations. I'd urge Jack to get one. They do have some value. Interesting. It's not the value that I think the naive, those of us who don't really uh, work in the Justice Department, think. They don't keep the person away from you very effectively, but if they do violate it, and they often do, then the hammer can come down. So keep that in mind. A uh, couple of more things. Uh, boy, they talk about the problem with homeless people committing crimes is they don't care. They don't have a house. Absolutely. They don't have a job. They don't have a lot of money. So there's it's difficult to hit them with a negative consequence that they care about. Absolutely. And so if you are a scumbag and homeless... You have a license to be a scumbag in that's, a lot of ways. That's why it's worth worth with crowded jails, super crowded jails, especially. That's why there's some you you get something out of arresting the 20 year old college girl who's walking down the street with an open beer because she or her dad is going to pay the fine. You arrest some homeless guy with an open bottle and a brown sack, you're not going to get anything out of it. Funny, you should bring that up. Uh, a final note from this person: I just got married. Uh, I turned my Husband on to A&G. I knew he was a keeper when I texted him about a liquor store theft where the thief took a bottle of Hennessy and told him the officer's name was D's Nuts. And my future <laughs> husband responded, Fifth of Hennessy! Fifth of Hennessy! Is it any wonder I'm smitten? Love you guys. Thanks for keeping me sane on my commute. Thank you for taking the time to write a fantastic, detailed, informative email. You know, and uh, again... This is why government waste drives me so crazy. Wasting money on programs that don't any, don't do anything. We clearly need to spend more money on jails, prosecutors, all that sort of stuff. Clearly. Absolutely. Anybody who disputes that has no idea what's going on. And don't amazing. hit me with you. You got jails full of people who just smoke the joint. Because we don't. Look it up. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, a verbal battle between Trump and North Korea raging on this morning. Over the weekend, a number of the richest men in the world were arrested. And you got some airlines getting ready to make passengers pay by the pound fares based on what you weigh. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Well, Finally. And the Trump story we had last hour that is 100% fake news. 100% fake news. It's just, I don't know how you believe anything you see anymore. Wow. Oh, you got to tell this story. It's it's a real eye opener. Don't go away. Remember the one about feeding the fish? Completely fake. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh,
So stories making the rounds that Trump, who's in Japan with Abe, their leader, feeding fish at a koi pond, uh, dumped the whole thing of food in uh, into the koi pond. Right, because he's so stupid and belligerent. Right. He's the ugly American. Right. While, while Abe was doling it out in little doses, Trump dumped the whole thing in. Well, the, the video was edited to make it look that way. But that is not exactly what happened. They both doled it out with spoons. Then they both dumped the rest of their buckets at the end. But they edited it to make it look like Trump was the ugly American. With Trump emptying his box after Abe empties his. So he was following suit. Yeah, so it's just, it's, it is 100% fake news. Um, and there's another example of that from something Trump said over the weekend that's just completely fake news. I don't know what you... I don't know what you do in the modern world. I remember there was at least one story we got duped by last week that ended up being completely fake, and it was from a quote-unquote trusted source, yeah. too. This is, I don't know. <laughs> the problem is people want to be entertained, not informed. Right. Well, wow, then- a stunning indictment from the board operator. <laughs> the, the wow. inv- uh, and by the way, the invaluable and treasured Michelangelo. Yes. Um, there's also, you, so yeah, you got people, you got trolls, you got Russians, and you got partisans. Those are the three I mentioned on Twitter yesterday. Oh my. Between the trolls, partisans, and Russians, how do you know? There's, that's a lot of people right there. Let's get the news, best we know, with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump on the road in Asia with an eye or on... Or is he? We don't know. He might be in New Jersey. With an eye on North Korea, Trump saying the U.S. and Japan are working together to counter the dangerous aggressions of the North. The era of strategic patience is over. Speaking at a news conference... Why do you got to use your gangster voice every time you're trying to threaten people? (laughs) Michael Corleone. Yeah. Speaking of... The era of strategic deterrence is over be a shame if something happened to your little dictatorship when you're well, wait a minute like 30 seconds ago you were talking about something else and yeah. your voice sounded completely different yeah. what happened the era of strategic patience is over i can hit a ball 195 yards i have i'm a got a serious swing but if you threaten my golf courses well it'd be a shame if something happened Speaking of that news conference in Tokyo with Japan's Prime Minister, President Trump said the U.S. stands in solidarity against the North Korean menace. Now, as the president's heading over to the Korean Peninsula, North Korea is taking to mocking him as a, quote, lunatic old man. He's a dotard. The regime's state-run Korean Central News Agency said in their statement, no one can predict when the lunatic old man of the White House <laughs> lost two senses will start a nuclear war. Wow, a lot of ageist shots there from the fathead. Come on. Saudi Arabia's heir to the throne, 32-year-old Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, is launching a string of unprecedented arrests of dozens of the country's most powerful princes, military officers, businessmen, and government ministers, including potential rivals, in a consolidation of power that is being billed as an anti-corruption sweep. Did you know Saudi Arabia not only doesn't have an independent court system, they don't have a constitution. The laws with the Saud fan, the House of Saud says it is. Whoever's or in whichever, charge. whichever, right, sub-sub right. splinter of the House of Saud happens to be in charge. So is that, so this is a good thing, right? Like if somebody's... Who knows? We eventually, don't know. yeah. I, I think probably eventually it is. I like the cut of this guy's jib. I'm guessing yeah. that it is, too. Um, He's a real modernist, or okay. is hoping to come off yeah. as one, at least. But who knows? I mean, you, you never know. 
Um, it's straight up Game of Thrones stuff, though. I mean, that is wild. Some of the richest people in the world Indeed. enjoying their cush lifestyle arrested over the weekend. They formed a committee, and like an hour later, the committee was arresting people. Princes of the House of Saud, billionaire, multi-billionaire. Oh, yeah, yeah, people with uh, the, the Bentleys and high-rise right. apartments and the whole thing. A couple, should... of, couple of sons of the late king arrested as well. Right. They should demand a trial by combat. That's very common in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'd like that. Well, all right, then. You know, it's not unusual. Got a bunch of fat old Saudi billionaires fighting to the death. That'd be something. It's not unusual for airlines to weigh uh, passengers' bags, but one European airline is now actually weighing passengers before they fly. Finnish airline Finnair is asking customers to step on the scales before flying. Your in- people, Marshall, heartless. In- I just, it was a matter of time, right? It makes it only makes sense. Why are you weighing each individual bag? Because it's so important to know how much weight you've got in there, but not the people who vary by <laughs> hundreds of pounds. Right. It just doesn't make sense. The company says by weighing customers, it hopes to slash operating costs so it can better estimate fuel requirements. Now, with the the bag thing, it's an over-under situation. They don't care if your bag's 40 or 43 pounds, just as long as it's not 50, or whatever your particular airline guideline is. So is it like, if I weigh 200 pounds, my fare is $200? Like that? Or is it just as long as I'm below the Mendoza line, they say, all right, Porky, get on. I'm going to Europe this summer. I suppose I better start dieting. I can't afford to go up my current weight. I'm just hoping that this all happens very publicly yeah. on like a Price is Right style scale with a, with a fundraising thermometer that goes up. And like if you, big red numbers. Yeah, yeah, just huge. So, you know, like bells and whistles when you get over certain benchmarks. That's what I want. Oh, Finnair. Finnair is saying it. Finnair is saying at this point it's only trying to gather data. But a lot of passengers are worrying the airline's going to start charging passengers by the pound to fly. A soulless and savage people, the Finns. Yeah. Yeah. I like the thermometer thing, and it's got to go up slowly, and it's going... Oh, oh, everybody's yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody sees somebody pretty big in line, and you're waiting till they get up there. Killing time while you're, you know... You oh, can't go crap. to the gate yet. Look at that guy. <laughs> Beautiful. There you go. That's your news. Oh, yeah, you're making wagers with your wife. Yeah. He's got to be 350. He's no. not 350. <laughs> oh, look at those calves. Those are absolutely 350. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. We are a coarse society. <laughs> Certainly a coarse radio show. I'm ashamed. Well, you think any of that wouldn't happen if they had public weighings at the airport? I'm uh, disassociating myself from what is preceded. Google's mass shooting misinformation problem. Oh, boy. That article from The Atlantic's getting a lot of uh, play because it's really interesting. I don't know how we're going to take in news in the future. We all got to become hip to the way it works, I guess. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
good picture. It was uh, part of a security detail, I guess, that took the picture. Is that right? Thought I read that. Which picture are we talking about? Uh, so, so Trump's playing golf at one of his many golf courses, and when the president's motorcade was speeding away, a woman who was out exercising, riding her bicycle, decided to flip off the motorcade. And ah, then somebody I've got a, seen that picture. Somebody got a picture of her flipping off the motorcade. Went viral. She became a hero of the resistance. As it says here, it ripped the internet a new one when this picture showed up. That's some lovely uh, language there. You know, it's a White House photographer that caught the event. Mm. Hashtags about the incident began circulating on Twitter, such as hashtag her2020. As in, she should run against Trump. Yes. Comedians made jokes. She received support across all social media platforms. And, of course, death threats. Of course. <laughs> um, why did she flip off uh, Trump's motorcade? He was passing by, and my blood just started to boil, she said. I'm thinking DACA recipients are getting kicked out. He pulled ads for open enrollment in Obamacare. Only one-third of Puerto Rico has power, and he's at the damn golf course. I flipped off the motorcade several times. Um, yeah, right. I think that's weird behavior, but there is no president ever that I would have flipped off when their motorcade went by. I would have just watched with real interest as to oh. how many cars there are and what the cars look like. And all I kinds would of have. Stuff. I'd have given Van Buren both barrels. <laughs> Bastard. I would have mooned Fillmore. No, no, no. <laughs> Frontal nudity. Oh, no. Wagged it at him, huh? <laughs> look at how he ain't like that, huh? Scottish Fillmore, war taunts. Vestige. <laughs> Scottish war taunts. Exactly. Anyway, she ended up losing her job. Her, her employee, Akiva LLC, did not find her actions as amusing as the internet did. The government contractor fired the 50-year-old mother or two effective immediately. They said, we're separating from you. Uh, you cannot have lewd or obscene things in your social media. She lives in Virginia and employment at will state, which means employees can employers can fire anyone at any time for just about any reason. She responded that some dude who had something obscene on his website about effing libtard a-holes a while back just got reprimanded and she got fired and thought it was unfair. But mm, all right, well. I don't like either end of this. That. I think flipping off the presidential motorcade, no matter who it is, is odd. Um, and then the whole going after people's employers when you want to try to ruin somebody, I don't like that whole thing. Ruining somebody for disagreeing with you. There is a strain of viciousness. Uh, a foot. That is just amazing. Maybe it's because the the impulse to hurt has now met the means to do it, which is the Internet. But the idea that, I mean, this chick, I, you know, I have a feeling she'd annoy the hell out of me. I'm, I don't think it was appropriate, but I don't mind her doing it. It's, you know, it, it's it's uh, protesting uh, the government. It's, it's uh, issuing a grievance uh, to the highest official in the land. Again, I don't love the style, but I cherish her right to do it. But the idea that, okay, let's go after her employer and make it so uncomfortable to employ her, she gets fired from her job, and that gives you satisfaction. You got something wrong with you. How about improve your own life? What's the anniversary of Trump getting elected? Is it tomorrow or Wednesday? I, I thought it was today. No. That's not right. No? Because the media is going to go crazy with it. Well, I, Today's I, the 6th. It wasn't the 6th, was it? Let me look it up. The media is going to go crazy with the one-year anniversary, I believe. Why don't we do agree for the sake of the argument that it will be tomorrow? And I think it was November eighth. Do you have a correct. thought on it? Yeah. So Wednesday is it? I, I well, I, we'll talk about it more on on, on Wednesday. I guarantee the media is going to be going huge with it. But well, I will what do say, I care. I think they're idiots. It was one of the greatest nights of my life, <laughs> <laughs> and it was all just about upending the system. All the smart people on both sides, 
All the media, everybody being so wrong and so unhappy made me made me so happy for the child, the most childish of reasons. Mm. Not because I thought anything good was going to come out of it or I mean, it was it was like key in somebody's car. Practically, it was just tearing things down. Wow. But I was I was just honestly one of the great nights of my life. I stayed up till one thirty in the morning because I wanted to see the whole damn thing play out. It was loud flatulence in the elevator of America. Really? Yeah. Hard fart primary. Well, and it, who knows what the results are going to be? We we have yet to see. And I've already seen you. the people talking about Wednesday reliving the night they cried. They couldn't go to work the next day. They were so upset. I thought it was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I just read a, a great indictment of Halperin, Mark Halperin, the uh, the former groper, who, in his smug brand of insider horse race media. And I've turned on him. I used to like his act. Not anymore. Google's mass shooting problem coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.